This is a podcast from Minute Media. It's the Knicks, Jets, etc. podcast with Alex Trateris, John Malika, and Ricey on the beat. Let's go. What's good, everyone? Alshie Terrace here with another Knicks episode of the Knicks, Jets, etc. podcast. And with me, as always, my buddy, my coach, my pal, the man with the plan, the one and only, the one and only, John Malika. But before we ask John how he's doing, everyone out there, if you listen to this podcast and you haven't done so already, please make sure to subscribe. We're on all audio listening platforms. We're on Apple, Spotify, Google Play, Amazon, Alexa, Stitcher, you name it. We are there. If you listen to us on Apple or Spotify, please make sure to give us a five-star rating. And if you listen to us on Apple, please make sure to leave a comment. I don't know if you know about this website. It's called YouTube. (laughs) 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 I also don't know if you know about this website, but it's called YouTube. We're also over there as well. Type in Nick's comma, Jets comma, ETC period. Subscribe. Hit that notification bell. That way you know when a new episode drops. And when you watch a video, hit the like button. Leave a comment. It's just polite. Add to the conversation. We want to know all your guys' takes, so please do so. We also got another podcast over there, Winning Picks Weekly. John and video producer Greg and our guy Chip Murphy. These guys go down everything. Basketball, football, baseball, NBA, college basketball. Hockey's in the thick of it right now. Our guy John, our video producer Greg are, you know, their blood's probably boiling right now. These guys are just like, these guys are living on the edge watching these Rangers play. (laughs) If if only you like were looking at my screen, like uh, and while you were saying that, literally Penguins hitting off the post uh, in the second period here with sixteen fifty to go. John uh, may not make it. Score and the Penguins score. All right, go ahead. Let's just let's just get on with it. John may Come not on, make it by it. the end of this podcast. John may not make it, but we'll see what happens. And then last and certainly not least, please make sure to follow us on all social media platforms. We're on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok. You name it. We. Are there, John? What's going Sorry. on, buddy? How you doing? I'm good. I'm good. It was a terrible weather weekend. Had a wedding on Sunday on Mother's Day, so we did Mother's Day dinner on Monday. So that was fun. But right now, on my mind are these Rangers. Like we said, we're on the Knicks pod. We want to talk about like similarities here. The Rangers and the Knicks, man, it's like it's like I'm watching the same exact team. They came out of nowhere this year. They were like, oh, this is going to be the team. We ran into the Penguins, who are veterans, not really like the Hawks. But the series is going exactly – oh, my God, they just scored again. The series is going exactly – like I'm telling you to the T, like what happened with the Knicks and Hawks. Game one, we get the buzzer beater in overtime. It's sudden death, but still triple overtime. They get they get the buzzer beater on us, send us home miserable. Game two at home, we win it. Everyone celebrating, having a good time. Go to Pittsburgh, game three. Come back. We had, we had a nice little comeback, a nice little fake Knicks comeback, like we always think about. And then we end up losing seven to three or seven to four, whatever it was. And now game four, Penguins. They're up 2-1 right now. We're still alive, but not looking too great. If we come home, we go to game five, and I'm at the Garden again. And we lose again in game five, again, in the first round, again. <laughs> Dude, there's not much more I could take. 
I, I'm so glad this NFL schedule is coming out, but that's for another episode. So that, that'll, that'll make me smile when I, when I book my ticket to Lambeau or something, but will yeah, make you smile? The rumors Yankees right now for the, did, r- r- right now, Jed's rumors is for game one. I think on 9 11. Hell yeah. Pats at Jets. I would love that Sunday night. I would love that. We got to get the first division win at some point, man. I would love that. NYC FC is doing okay, but really the only thing keeping me afloat right now are the Yankees, man. The Yankees right now, Yankees even had a no hitter going into like the seventh, I think, or something like that, or the eighth. Dude, and we won with Anthony Rizzo. Every, everybody's doing well. Everyone's pitching well. Even Glaber's back. Aaron Judge contract year. I mean, right now, you ask me how I'm doing. It just depends on me. Just ask me what team I'm thinking about. I'll tell you how I'm doing. Right now, when I think about the, the Yankees, everything's fantastic. When I think about anything else, like the Knicks, they cause me stress right now. We're about to get into it. Rangers causing me lots of stress. That's about it for me, man. How you doing? Doing well, man. Yankees are killing it. Why do you think I I'm know, happy? dude? I know. Yankees are. Let me tell you something. They are all right. Float. Twenty and eight, top of the American League. Okay. Hell yeah. Let's go, dude. Nestor, Let's go. Like the back of our rotation's murdering. Oh, you got hit. Everything's clicking right now. Everything's clicking right now. After our first two weeks of everyone freaking the hell out. But that's New York sports in general. So you know what's even better is since I work here in Boston, right? In my cube, I have I have all my sports teams hanging, whether it's Jets, Knicks, Yankees. I got a nice Yankees banner, et cetera. <laughs> I got a nice Yankees banner hanging in my cube. And the best part is, is that my colleagues tease me about it because they know the Red Sox are buns. No, they're the worst team. Buns. Buns. <laughs> Close to being the worst team, but they're pretty bad. <laughs> They're the worst team. They're the worst team. Buns. Straight cheeks. 10 and 19. So you know what they asked me? Uh, You're going to leave that Yankee sign up? It's like, absolutely I am. I'm going to leave that Yankee sign up and let you all know that the best team is right here in this office. (laughs) That's facts. So Yankees making me happy. Jets, I'm optimistic. Uh, You know, I actually did watch a really good soccer game. Shout out to uh, my wife's uh, brother, Leo, his team, AAU team. To, uh, I watched soccer. Say, we we're about to get on some Real Madrid getting two goals no, 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 in the no, no. 90th minute to get to the Champions well, League right now. I would have well, 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 well. You now speak about getting two goals. I, I had never in my life watched such an intense game amongst high schoolers, ninth graders, like ninth, tenth graders. These kids are going at it, man. Going at it, nil nil at half comes out. Nil nil, nil. Yeah, well, zero like zero. That. A little nil nil action. I like it. I like it. Get yeah. really into it. <laughs> oh yeah. So over the second half, keep in mind the team uh, my my wife's brother's on is called the Bolts, and I forget the red team's name. I'm just gonna call it the red team. I don't remember their team's name. Doesn't matter. The Bolts won. Anyway, <laughs> Bolts score. Kit this beautiful beautiful goal, like 20 meters out. Sails right over the goalie's hands as the kid's diving for it. Straight net. Midair. They come back, score. All in the beginning of the 10 minutes of the next half. So it's tied 1-1. The Bolts then go on a scoring spree. I watched this kid do a bicycle kick. <laughs> oh, let's go. To score. Bicycle kick to score. And then the next goal, they back-to-back goals within like five minutes. Gets a header right in over the goalie. I have never been so excited in my life watching something. Let's go. Look at this. Never. 
it was Dude. it was the most amazing and I, obviously it's like kids so you get to be like sidelined so it was amazing to watch amazing that's awesome, that's awesome. I, I i might i might have to uh send you a little bit of highlight tape from the last uh wafer champions league so if, if you guys don't know out there we're trying to get we're trying to get alex on the soccer kick if you're listening we're trying to get you on the soccer kick. definitely go listen to our nycfc episode which was a great one alex the Champions League, which is the best clubs in, in the whole world, and they get together. It, it, it's a championship of Europe, the best club. Real Madrid, they score two times within, in injury time to come out of nowhere. And now versus Liverpool, and Salah gets a little revenge on Liverpool. He got uh, on uh, Real Madrid. He got hurt last time. Cra- some crazy things happening in soccer. It, it, that actually makes me really happy that you're getting on your soccer kick right now, especially because the world. I, mean, I love Ted Lasso. Of them getting close, man. Getting close. Besides the Jets jokes. Besides, Besides the, the Jets, Jets jokes, which hurts. <laughs> that hurt. That hurt. But let's get to some getting mix, there, man. man. It's slowly, slowly but surely. Slowly but surely. We're getting there. But let's get into the next topics, man. I'm sure. I'm sure everyone's uh gearing up for what we got to talk about. So let's start off with like uh, let's start off with the two questions, man. I got two questions that we gotta get into because I feel like we ended the season. It was on a it was on a it was bittersweet. We got to watch the young players play. Granted, we didn't get to see all the young players. And it was also bittersweet because there's a certain veteran on this team that kind of helped raise two of these guys uh, for this season in Emmanuel Quickly and Obi Toppin. That is one Derrick Rose. And we kind of haven't heard anything about Derrick Rose ever since we saw that video of how, you know, he he's going to prove the doubters wrong, wants to come back after his ankle surgery, and wants to show that he can still play. We know that he still wants to be like uh, – not still wants to be like, but he wants to be like Tom Brady, I should say, and have that long career, uh, long career, I should just say, like Tom Brady, be healthy, be fit like him. So let's start off with Derrick Rose, man. What do you think is happening with this guy? Okay, we have, we've heard nothing, absolutely nothing. All I know is that he was at the Pelicans game, uh, against the Phoenix Suns. He was at, he was in attendance. That's all I know. But other than that, we haven't heard much about Derrick Rose. What do you think is going to happen with Derrick Rose this offseason? Before I get into that, do you think that the ankle thing came up out of nowhere? Or do you think that that was something that was bothering him and he just decided to now take care of it? Because that's going to. We knew it was bothering him. We knew it was bothering him. Okay, so that's perfect. So honestly, I I believe that they were ready for Derrick Rose to go here off the bench when, you know, when he was. Because all of a sudden, remember, at a certain point in the season, he started. Before it was even reported that he was doing well, he started showing up to the games, right? When it was his red little koofy hat, like with his huge hoodies, and he was there every game. And once that started happening, he started playing in pre-games. He was ramping it up. And then all of a sudden, his ankle thing came up, right? So if, if it wasn't an in, it would really scare me if it was an injury that happened to him while he was rehabbing back, okay? That would really worry me. But the fact that he's now taking care of something that was lingering, that says to me that Thibodeau knew it was a dangerous situation to put Rose in just on the atmosphere, right? We're losing games. Everybody wants young guys. Like, everyone's going to be pissed off, even if Derrick Rose goes against triple doubles every single game. And, like, that's a really bad atmosphere to be in. If you're at home and you're coming off injury and you're so likable from last year, now you're going to come on and no matter what you do, you're going to get booed because people want to see McBride. You know what I mean? Like that, that's a, that's a tough position to be in. So 
in all honesty, if you ask me what I think Derrick Rose's projection is, I think Derrick Rose and IQ are going to be right next to each other in the one-two punch off the bench as as starting point guard and shooting guard, just like that was our most efficient basketball from from my from my memory. What last time D Rose was on the court? Like I I'm ready for that. Like I'm ready for the D Rose IQ, you know, six seven like punch in as soon as like. Well, it depends who we have, right? But as soon as our guards need to take a break, take one out, put a shooting guard in, take another out, point guard in, and like have that role. And I think that that's going to control the team. Okay, so you so you expect you you expect to get a D Rose IQ backcourt tandem again coming off the bench. I'm presuming that because if IQ is not starting, which I know everyone is clamoring for, or could be a, a realistic option because he is going to the third year of his contract, right? You're thinking then that we're getting a point guard this offseason to fill that hole because there's no way it's going to be Kemba Walker and there's certainly no way it's going to be Alec Burks. So you think either one Jalen Brunson's on the way or somebody else? Yeah, in this scenario, it has to be Jalen Brunson. If it ends up being a Tyus Jones, then it would be a little switched in my opinion where – IQ would start, and then off the bench you just have D Rose and Tyus Jones, which to me would Does be that kind even of the work same though? thing. Yeah, well, I think I think that D Rose likes being off ball. You know what I'm saying? The way he played with IQ, it, it, it was does he because he was more on ball. It was just it was interesting to me the way he was able to adapt. Like IQ could chill, and 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 it wasn't like D Rose had no idea what to do. He wasn't stagnant. He was still moving around. It's because his ego's gone, man. It's he doesn't care. Doesn't care how many points he scores. He just wants to win the basketball game. You know what I'm saying? He just likes basketball. Like you said, he's going to random games now, which is interesting, dude, because I remember Zero specifically saying last year he doesn't watch basketball outside of Knicks games, which that, that's the only thing that had me thinking for a second. Like, oh, he said he doesn't watch basketball outside of Knicks games. He said if he's outside of Thibodeau, he would retire. But here he is watching on the basketball game. It could be a coincidence. You know what I mean? He's in the city, whatever. Was it in New Orleans, he said? Yeah, New Orleans. Yeah, he's probably just chilling in New Orleans. Like, oh, there's a ball game on tonight. Like, let's, let's go. You know what I mean? So, you know, maybe just much about nothing. But, yeah, in my opinion, dude, I, I, I just Dero specifically, I, I see him being our six-man point guard off the bench or shoot like one or two guard off the bench. And as I say that, Pittsburgh is up 4-1, and they just slammed into – the glass right where the Rangers fans are sitting. So I think I, I think that's the dagger. Uh, but anyway, what, what do you got on D-Rose? You looking forward to the game on Wednesday? <laughs> <laughs> Dude, this would be tough. This would be tough if we lose the series. I have to watch Pittsburgh sell. I watch all the other teams celebrate. This would be tough. Um, God, I can't wait till October. Let's go Yankees, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Let's play the oh, Twins. Man. You know what? <laughs> to play the Twins in the playoffs. Side tangent, like this is actually really impressive by the Rangers because they cleaned house too, right? Like they completely cleaned house. So to be back in this position, it's got to look good for the Rangers. Though, well, they're forward. on the come up. They're, they're, they are yeah. really do remind me of like the, the, the four seed Knicks. Mm. They really do. Like they're bees. The Hopefully they make the playoffs the again next season. Yeah. Like the goalie's best in the league, but then he got crushed last game, Igor, and then they took him out. So now he's getting crushed again. So I, I don't know what the hell's happening, man. He's Julius Randling it up. Oh, wow. Hopefully yeah. not. But I think <laughs> for I think <laughs> I think for Derrick Rose, 
So interesting, man. Cause I could see it going either way. I would prefer that he be on this team to continue to be the mentor that we need, especially for the youth, for someone like, uh, Jericho Sims, Quentin Grimes, Deuce McBride. You know, we heard Derek Rose talk about he hoped that Deuce McBride got more minutes, uh, in his absence. And we just saw how key he was to helping getting Obi Toppin. You know, like we always hear, we, we can remember where, you know, Obi was struggling and Derek Rose was like, just worry about getting the rebound. Don't focus on it. Just worry about getting the rebound and everything will follow through. Right. And then we see Obi start to get better and better, even though it was, we got to see him like really perform in the playoffs. It helped Obi like find that North star in order to get him on the right path. Right. That's why I want Derek Rose to come back for and help for these young kids. But it's just hard for me to think that Derek Rose is going to come back because of con- of consolidating all these assets, right? All these veterans and thinking of if they really want to go into youth movement, what does that mean for everybody? What, right? What does that mean for IQ? Do they want, cause we see the investment that Tibbs has in IQ from this past off season where they had IQ running point guard in summer league. You know, what does that mean for him? Do they want IQ to run the second unit then? If they get someone like Jalen Brunson, you know, if they get a Tyus Jones, do they want a man quickly being the, the starting guard, because Tyus Jones is not really an off-ball guard. He's a traditional point guard, you know, and even though Derrick Rose has the capability of playing off-ball to some extent, he's more of an on-ball guy, which is kind of what we saw in the struggles with Julius Randle and Derrick Rose in the playoffs that that's what they were both both used to. Mm-hmm. So it's just, it. I, I see, part of me feels like Derrick Rose is going to be gone this offseason, wow. and, and I'm not looking forward to it because I do like Derrick Rose. I am part of the D-Rose Hive. Got the number four jersey back there, but I feel like he didn't even wear it. I did wear it. What are you talking about? He he didn't wear it. He oh, didn't he wear did jersey. Wear yeah, I know that's the sad part, right? He didn't even get to wear that jersey. But I think he because he still has value, man. Even though he was injured, some team can look at him saying, "Well, we saw what he did. He was a six man of the year candidate the year before." That's we what I'm saying, dude. We knew he injured his ankle. The whole Knicks. He was the best player on the whole damn Knicks the last time we saw him play. That's I what know. I'm saying. <laughs> I guess that's, that's the other I, thing too. That's why it's so tough. But, yeah. But that's the other thing too, right? Because there is, it's like that intrigue, right? It's like with Cam Reddish, like there's an intrigue too. And Cam Reddish, we're going to talk about you next, but. Ooh. Oh. I don't know if they're the same at all. No, no, no. But I'm just uh, saying, no, no, no. I'm just, I'm not saying that Cam Reddish is, is good as D Rose is like right now for the impact or like that type of value. I'm just saying the intrigue though. We know Derek Rose is good. We didn't get to see all of him this past season when he did play. He was still good. That second unit was still top at differential, a positive differential leading the league with that second unit gets injured because he injured his ankle in the playoffs because he had to carry the entire team on his back against the Atlanta Hawks. And now you're like, you could still say like, oh, he's still good. A team like the Clippers or somebody like that, they need a point guard coming off the bench. I could see them saying we can make some moves to make that happen. And maybe for the Knicks, and you need assets, you do that. That's all I'm thinking for Derrick Rose. I just don't think you're going to get many assets for a team looking at D. Rose. That's more of like a veteran team a trying lot. to like get off the hump. It, 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 to me, it's way more worth it to keep him. He's close with the rookies, like you said. He And even last year's rookies, too, when it comes to McBride. like He's good with the coach. His, his son is here. Like He has the whole family thing going on. He's comfortable. Like, he's even comfortable in the crowd. You know what I mean? Like, we don't bombard him, like, when he goes to the bike 
in the back. Like the fans are right in his face. Like nobody talks to him. Like he's comfortable. You know what I mean? It's not like it's not a lot of fanfare like it was when he first came here. I, I don't know. I, I think D Rose is way more valuable on the team than for anything we can get for him. But if he's pissed off about like being on the bench for some reason and he wants to start, then then we're having a different conversation. You know what I mean? But he just doesn't seem like that type of guy for me. Especially at this point in his career, especially the way he's showing up to pregame and, and shooting around. And look at that, the Rangers getting four two over here. There's there's some hope everywhere, man. Ooh. There's some hope in the Rangers. Ooh. There's some hope. What yeah, period is there's it? There's some hope. It's still early. Uh, five minutes left in the second. Oh, it's still good. Two. two uh, everyone knows the two puck lead, hardest lead to hold in hockey. So, uh, we'll, we'll see what happens there. But just like just like there's some hope with the Rangers, I do think there's some hope with D Rose. Again, my whole thing is the last time he played. He was the best player on the court. Just leave him off the bench. Give him 20 minutes, man. Give him 20, 25 minutes. Like, that's, that's beautiful for me. And it, it makes Burks expendable. You know what I'm trying to say? Like, you don't need that. You know, you need a second, a, a second and third ball handler off the bench in order to be successful in the playoffs. Okay. We're watching the playoffs now. You have, you need a second and third ball handler. And that, that, that's going to be D Rhodes and IQ or, you know, Burks is there. It gives you that leeway. You can get rid of Burks. You know what I'm trying to say? Or it depends on what you do with Fournier and stuff. But, like, I feel like one of them is going to go. So, like, if you throw Burks, you know, if it, okay, let me ask you this. What would you think of this? This is where my brain is. What if it's Brunson and Burks as a one and two? Fournier is gone. And then you have D Rose and IQ off the bench. Is that a win? Is that like a winning guard situation? No, or Burks. I like Burks off the bench. As a I don't shooting like Burks guard. As a starter. Why not? He's not. I he's like. I like him. I like him. Shoots threes if the, he's open. Gets rebounds. He's not going to control the ball. I, Brunson is. I know. I just. I've. I liked Burks coming off the bench because I think he's a little too streaky as a shooter. Same thing with Evan Fournier, which is why I like Evan Fournier. I think the idea of Evan Fournier coming off the bench is good too because they're just streaky. You know, you need a little bit more consistency. Uh at the two guard position like that. And I mean, like, yeah, he has the length to be starting next to Brunson, but nah, man, I think Burks, that's been his career. That's been his role this entire time. I mean, I don't see why change it up uh, for a guy like him. I think the, I think really the bench role is solid for Burks. Cause I just see a lot of guys, like, even though he's a solid defender, he only has, he's very limited in what he can do, right? Like his dribble, like his dribble package is not that creative. Like he, he is like behind the back, crash down the lane, you know, or maybe a step back, sidestep. Like it's just kind of like Fournier. It's, it's limited. Like it, it's, it's once you know what they can do, it's, it's easy to defend them. That's why with guys off the second, off the bench and you watch them play that those limitations are able to flourish a lot more because you're playing against other guys who are limited to a certain capacity, right? I need a guy who can do a lot if they're starting. I don't think that's Burks. So Brunson, honestly, if we're talking about creating a lineup, it'd have to be like Brunson, RJ, or like go defensive heavy with like Grimes next to Brunson, something like that. Um, you have to, you, I would love that. You'd have oh to have God. something like that. I would like love that. Brunson and Grimes. That would be nice. You'd have to have something like that. You'd have to have something like that because I think there's still more to Grimes that what he can offer. I think Burks, we already know what Burks is. You know what I mean? 
there's still, once again, that intrigue with Grimes. Maybe he can get more and you can evaluate what he is as a player, but not Burks, man. But let's talk about another guy uh, that there's questions about, which is one. Yeah, Cam Reddish, man. He also kind of went with Derrick Rose, went off into the sunset. It was like, what could have been? No idea. Wow, sunset. Yeah. Interesting take on a guy who got traded for Kevin Knox. I'm just saying it's in the sunset because <laughs> we saw a good game from him yeah. before he before he went out. He injured his shoulder and it's like, oh well, you know, we complained. Well, I'll say for myself, I don't I don't remember if you were complaining because he was doing really well in Phoenix. He was he was ding up Cam uh Cam Johnson pretty well, and then we switched him out for Fournier, and then Fournier started getting cooked left and right. But Cam Reddish was was showing some promise towards the end of the season in the sense that, oh, maybe he could be a contributor. Not that he's going to be the next All-Star, not that he's going to be the next Paul George that some are claiming him to be, but that he could be a contributor and he's moving in the right direction. But with his injury, we didn't get to see how he would end the season, if he would even crack the rotation, which would have been great for him because of all the injuries that we had towards the end. You know, he was, he was Kemba, he was Grimes. There was opportunities for him. Julius Randle goes out. RJ then goes out. There was just opportunities for him that we could have seen more from this guy. But he's going into a contract year. Last year of his rookie deal with R.J. Barrett. He's up, he, he's up for an extension. He's not going to get an extension because we haven't seen much out of him. But do you think that he's going to be a Nick after this upcoming season? Do you think he's going to get traded? Like what? Once again, and this is this is the other thing why I look at Cam Reddish. He's another guy, and I say like Derrick Rose with intrigue because there's just potential there because he's so young, right? It's not intrigue with Derrick Rose where we know what he's been. We know what he is. He had a pretty good, he had a good, what, 2020, 21 season, solid start to 21, 2022 season. You could say for Derrick Rose, okay, we know what he could be. Let's get him. Cam Reddish or what he is, we know what he could offer. We still think there's some gas left in that tank. Cam Reddish, you don't even know what the potential is. We've seen spurts here and there. He's just very young, right? And guys are always willing to buy on young guys. To to a certain degree, Knicks were able to get him for a Kevin Knox <laughs> and a heavily protected first round pick. So that's what I'm saying. Like, what do you think is going? With, what do you think is going to happen with uh, Cam Reddish? Was it a first round pick or a second round pick? First, it was a highly. It was a top eighteen, nineteen protected first round pick. The Knicks traded with Ooh, Kevin Knox. Yeah. yeah, and I think, and I think a second, I think a second round went with him as well. Yeah, I feel like there was a second round exchange there, but there was a second round exchange. Just in terms of Cam Reddish, I think that your your premise about his intrigue and his value is actually what makes what makes me believe he's going to be traded. Uh, Mm. Tibbs, I I feel like the like the is it even a rumor at this point? The the story is that he didn't want Cam Reddish. And when he came here, he didn't. He kind of didn't impress him. Me personally, I love that Duke team. Like I, I don't, I don't generally like Duke. Now I'm probably gonna start liking them a lot more. But I, I generally like the, the Zion, the Zion Duke team with RJ and Cam Reddish, dude. That was an amazing team. I love that team. I was watching almost every single game. Cam Reddish, he's able to get his hands uh, in the passing lane. He's able to d up. He's able to hit uh, contested shots. He's able to sometimes hit corner threes off a you know off a pass off a double team. He's good. 
I just don't know if he fits Tibbs' system. He's a little bit of a uh, ISO kind of guy. He likes it, even though, I mean, we all know that Tibbs likes ISO offense, but he's more of like a take-it-by-himself take it type of guy and doesn't fit from what I understand, right? If you're asking me just in a nutshell, I think Cam Reddish is, good, is a great small forward, dude, 3 and D, you know, and he's only going to get better. I'm hoping that we can ship him off for something good. You know what I'm trying to say? Like Kemba, Cam Reddish, you know, Fournier or something, you know, and and, and hopefully get a, a good 3 and D player. You know what I'm trying to say? Just I, I would rather hit, like, listen, here's what I'm afraid of, dude. I'm afraid of fighting about Cam Reddish, you know, 8 to 12 minutes for, for in perpetuity for the whole, for uh, until February, right? <laughs> and then and then we're going to start talking about how we have to trade him and how his value is the lowest it's ever been now because he tried and he sucks and he's getting no minutes. And now he's getting like six and a half minutes and we're losing and we're saying play Cam Reddish. Like, dude, I just don't want this nonsense in my brain. You know what I mean? I The Knicks have so many problems and small forward is just not one of them. But you know what is one of them? The goddamn Penguins. Because now it's 5-2. <laughs> Here we go. Okay, so here's a, tra- here's a trade so I can clear it up. Knicks traded uh, Kevin Knox and just the future... Uh, first round pick from the Charlotte Hornets, uh, top nineteen protected. Two. It's been traded like a hundred times, right? No, not that one. Not that one. It's a, oh, it's okay. a charge. You're thinking about the Hornets' uh, second round pick. Oh. <laughs> that, that, that's been traded. That was traded a while back. Uh, actually, was it? I can't remember if it's that one or the Pistons that was traded. But anyway, the deal the deal was uh, Kevin Knox and that first round pick from the Hornets. That was top 18, 19 protected for Cam Reddish, Solomon Hill, and we got the 2025 second round pick from the Hawks. That's the second round pick. But I hear your point on Cam Reddish. I, the fact that they were willing to trade him to the Lakers, that there were those type of rumors. Forgot about that. And Burks, um, too. Don't forget. And Burks makes me think that Reddish is here on the chance that he could become something. If he becomes something, Cool, he sticks. If they don't see anything, I see him going. Honestly, I don't see how you can, unless you think that you want to keep him here, you think you can continue to develop him, get him on a cheaper deal for an extension, but now you're extending somebody and you just have more draft picks in the future that you can get. Like, I don't know why, why you'd want to go that route where and this is where, this is where I was saying, like, you get Cam Reddish. One year is not enough to f- figure out what you have in this guy because you have until the trade deadline now. You yeah. just traded a first-round pick, and that was what's the, so frustrating. You traded a first-round pick. Even though it was heavily protected, you traded a first-round pick, and now you it's not a full year. Everyone's saying you have a full year to evaluate Cam Reddish. No, you have until the trade deadline to evaluate Cam Reddish. Yeah. That's what you have because if you go into the offseason – if you go past the trade deadline and he shows you nothing, they use, it's a sunk cost. Legitimately a sunk cost. Like, are, you talk, are you talking about Cam Reddish or the Rangers right now? Because it's 6 2. They're both a lost cause. Uh, I mean, <laughs> the, Rangers have, the Rangers, you know, as a team, have a bright outlook because it was a fast rebuild. Cam Reddish, uh, you know, didn't stick with Atlanta. You know, they're willing to move him, which. Brings me like 
brings brings up a lot of questions to me on why you would be yeah. willing to trade a guy that's you know considered so talented. But now the Knicks have him, and you know Tibbs didn't put him in the rotation. We can keep going back to Tibbs' rotations and evaluating players and this and whatnot. I don't want to do this him. again, bro. I'm not doing this. We're not I don't doing want this. another Cam Reddish year of like eight. How many minutes? Let's count them. He should have got 11 and a half, not 13.4. Uh, like Dix gave me a good seven and a half. What is Tibbs doing? Fire him, kill him, shoot him. I just, I can't have this rhetoric for a whole That's other. what I'm saying, man. This is where, like, for guys like Derek Rose and stuff like that, I could see a consolidation if you want to go all youth. I'm just don't. I, I just, Cam Reddish, man, I feel like personally, I feel like he's going to be traded. Me too. I, I, and I, and, I, and I hate to say that I'd like to see Cam Reddish here. I'm like, I'm just feeling that he's going to be traded because the decision to pay somebody when you have, you know, so many draft picks in the upcoming years, it just, why, when you can go into this draft and go get a wing, you know, you're not going to find a point guard in this, in this draft, but you could possibly find a decent wing. Do you think we're going to draft? Do I think they're going to draft this year? I think so, man. Yeah. I, I, I really think so because you look at it, you look at the talent, you look at what you saw this team. There's no way you can sell the fans. <laughs> There's no way you can sell them on bringing back this entire team. Fans don't even hate Alec Burks, but they hate the idea of like Alec Burks being in the starting point guard. It's like you have to trade him at this point, right? Like that's what that's what people are thinking. And I think the front office is thinking that. The Knicks right now, and this is why I think they're gonna draft again. They have from now until 2028, <laughs> 23 draft picks. <laughs> 23 draft picks, including first and second rounders. <laughs> Something's gotta give. And yeah. by the way, they did trade the Hornets' second round pick. That thing is gone. <laughs> well, that thing is that thing gets traded every day. Uh, but like you have twenty three draft picks, twenty three so, so between first and second rounders. Either you're cons- you're either you're packaging a lot of those up to move, and most of them are second rounders because that's what they've acquired. Through various trades, but okay. So I don't know how you have all these draft picks, and you're going to say, "Oh yeah, we're ready." Like this team is not even ready to be a championship contending team, let alone being a playoff team, right? Like, so like your, your, we're still in that like is, rebuild. Yeah, but so your conclusion is we're going to keep Rose, trade Reddish, and make a draft no. I think pick we're. I think. Way. I think. I think Rose and Reddish are being traded. Oh, okay. So both trades. And we're gonna draft a, a wing. Yes. Okay. That's not bad. I uh, think I think they're gonna I think they're gonna move RJ back to the two. And I think I would, they're gonna go for You know I've been screaming that for dates. You know I've been saying. You know RJ what's funny? Uh, you know what? I, I thought he'd be good at the three, and he wasn't terrible at the three. But I think he I think he just is better to back down twos offensively because Hell they're yeah. much smaller. Yeah. Hell yeah! Hell yeah! Defense man. defense will be okay because twos are usually a little bit quicker. But he can he can. You gotta think about the playoffs. You gotta think about the playoff matchups, man. Regular season is one basketball game, but like as we're watching the playoffs now, man, we remember it every year. Like, where would RJ fit on these on this basketball court? Right? We're not even in Eastern Conference Finals. We're just in round two. Like, where's RJ fitting? He's a shooting guard, bro. 
you know? Yeah, and because you look at threes, right? Even he got moved down. People like Kevin Durant, you know, yeah. guys like that, Jason Tatum. <laughs> That's tough, work. man. Yeah, exactly. It's tough. It's tough. So I'm is he the same height as Tatum? No. Are they both six six? Uh Tatum's taller. Oh, really? Like six eight? I think he's six eight, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Jason yeah, Tatum is six eight, yeah. Yeah, it's a tough it's a tough it's a tough matchup for RJ. Uh, I, I like him at the two personally, so we'll see. I mean, Brunson, RJ. I mean, but Brunson, Grimes, RJ is fine with me, to be honest with you. I really, I really like Grimes, man. I think that would be a good lineup. Uh, I think it's just tough. Can, can I say something I think, that's going to get me in trouble? And if you're listening to here, shout out to you. I know you can yell at me, especially if you're a Knicks fan. He really reminds me of Allen Houston. Because I know Allen Houston's in our allure. But dude, he reminds, like, Grimes really reminds me of, like, Allen Houston. He's a jump shot, yeah. That like what shot. we know, what we know of him is is Alan Houston fifteen years in, right? <laughs> like that that's the one that's the Houston we remember. But like he was still like a young guy, in Detroit, like trying to get it together, like early Knicks, like you know, very streaky kind of guy. I don't know. Uh, Grimes really gives me that the the Houston uh, Houston. Hey, vibe. Houston was instrumental to that Knicks beautiful playoff run when they were the AC to make it all the way to the finals. Of course. I think mean, that's what we just, remember, but like that he was a veteran back. You know what I'm saying? I'm like yeah. early on, like he he's, he's giving me Grimes vibes, man. Like grow, like getting up here. I don't know. I'm I'm excited for Grimes. I would be listen, man. We're talking about trades. I'm not going to care if we trade Reddit, it just better be for good value cuz like you said we gave up a first rounder. I, I'm not gonna be. I'm not gonna be upset if we trade Rose either way. I want him, but I'm not gonna like cry over it. It's okay, you know. But McBride, I, I, I wouldn't be. I, I, would, I would be agitated, but I wouldn't cry about it. You know, I'm not gonna like throw a fit over it. But if we trade Grimes, like it better be for like a legit reason or a legit player. It can't just be a fantasy player. You know what I mean? Like, oh, there's potential here, or like some some picks. No. With Grimes, he's too good for me. Unless you know something about his knee that we don't. Okay, that's the only caveat. If you ever think about his knee and you want to ship him over for that, no problem. I I'll trust you there. But I really like Grimes as a two guard man, starter or off the bench. I really like him. That's that's the one. Like Sims, him and Sims are almost on the same level. I would put Grimes above a little bit because I still don't know what I have in Sims. It's a little too raw. But like Sims is number two on that. that list for me. You know, just off the young guys. Right, and I then of, co- um, of course on the other, on the other side it becomes RJ number one better be for a legit player and then IQ better be for like a legit player. But I really don't want to trade those two guys. I agree with you. So just to just to wrap up on the whole Cam Reddish talk, I think he's going to be moved because we have twenty three picks. We got a, we got a plethora. I think in this draft, even though it's not the deepest draft, I still think you can get a solid wing out of this draft that you can just add to the starting rotation um, or even coming off the bench. And as of right now, that's where Cam Reddish would be coming off the bench. And I don't see the Knicks wanting to pay a guy who they would have to still develop when you can just move him, see what you can get back in assets, and draft somebody, put him on a cheaper rookie contract, and then have them on the team. That's how I look at it, especially if you got 23 picks. Unless you're ready to consolidate, but the Knicks are not ready to consolidate all those assets for someone like with players and stuff like that to get like a Donovan Mitchell. They're not even close. It's not even close. They're not even there to be doing anything like that. So that's that's my thought on that. And I think they'd trade Rose to get assets back as well. But you think Rose will probably be here. But do you agree with me that you think Cam Rush will be moved? Yeah, I think Cam is gone, man. Yeah, I think I think Cam's gone too. 
If you could package right. Cam, Noel, Kemba, and get and either Burks or no, or uh, Forney and get anything back, we're hyped. Like literally anything. Mm. <laughs> you know what okay. I mean? And it's going to help the team, obviously. But okay, let's move on to these comments from. Don't forget comments, Randall, bro. Don't forget Randall. Randall's a. Trade I'm not, I don't want to talk about. It. I don't. I, I'm going to give Randall a day of rest. Okay. I don't I know, but I'm just saying this. he's a. Tra- I'm saying he's a trade piece. Like you're gonna. You're you're adding Cam Reddish as a sweetener to any of these you know deals. So. Go ahead. Yeah. Sorry. No. For sure. For sure. For sure. For sure. <laughs> um. But you know the athletic Fred Katz and John Hollinger collaborated on an article today, and uh, I just want to say because this topic got brought up this past season, got brought up the season before, and now being brought up again. John Wall being traded to the New York Knicks and Hollinger had him as the starting point guard. Good Lord. No more. Do not give me a one-year fix at point guard. Do okay, not give so, me a one-year fix. So the, the, only que- the only question is how, how desperate are you to get off the Randall contract? Right? And so the that- other question – Keep going. Keep going. No, keep going. Keep going. I was going to say that's a $30 million cap hit until 2026. John Wall's a one year deal. So if you're able, if, if, if your whole thing is nobody wants Randall, I can't get anything for him. We're stupid for making this deal and we want to clear our books. We give him all our bad contracts, right? We finally have Joaquim Noah off. You give him Randall, you give him Noel, anyone that we, you know, that we just, the contracts that we just don't want anymore. Kemba. All that stuff to match it with John Wall, have a point guard for one year as that band-aid fix. We're obviously not going to go too far with the John Wall D Rose point guard. Like we're not going to make it to the Eastern Conference Finals, and we're going to have another year where we're looking again. But it, 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 it's a it's a future move. Like if if worst comes to worst, my worst case scenario that that that's my only justification for that. Otherwise, why in the, why on earth am I taking forty seven million dollars in my books for one year? Like, why? Unless uh, I'm maybe thinking like of a doomsday scenario where we somehow have some cap space, and it's like, dude, we have no point guard. Every we have no choice now. Let me let's just take him for a year and see what happens because we have no other choice. If he sucks, we'll probably fire him and Tibbs and just start all over, burn it to the ground. Okay, fine. But that just that, those just sound like terrible Knicks seasons for me. So when you're at, well, I I agree with your sentiment. And I am sure that's the, you know, general reaction because we haven't seen John Wall play in years. But what do you, what are your thoughts on like a, as some sort of like devil's advocate scenario where w- w- which scenario would you be okay with seeing John Wall on this next team? Any scenario? There is obviously scenario. we're all we're there, all, oh, all together here because we're all together here. Like we don't want a forty-seven million dollar contract for someone that's injured and hasn't played. We're all agree. It's not even but, the contract. It's it's not even the contract at this point. It's more so the fact of a, a st- I, like if you're telling me you're moving Julius Randle, I'm I would be more interested in what the return is because I feel like we have to get draft pick back. It's not like we're giving a zero sum player. We're giving a we're giving up Julius Randle who can be a good player. I would expect picks back because we are taking the contract off their hands. You know, yeah, not like a Eric lot. Of Gordon, draft picks Eric expect- Gordon, Eric Gordon coming through, Christian Wood coming through. No, 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 no. Maybe Christian Wood. If you lose Mitchell Robinson, maybe. It's you know, and that type of deal. He'd be, he'd be, I mean, Christian Wood and they'd be using RJ him, they'd Barrett. Be using, they'd, be be, use, they'd be using him as a five. Yeah, but the Rockets are. 
That's not. That's not. Don't don't take that into account when you're when you're analyzing basketball. What you saw. From I'm the saying like if you, <laughs> it, well, would be, it would actually, be RJ. I'll say, I'll say it this. would be RJ Wood, OB, and a center. That would be sick. Obi Wood in a center. Obi's yeah. playing the three. No, Wood would play the three. What? Wood's a yeah, Christian yeah, he Wood? was yeah, he was he was playing he was playing small four. He was playing wing a lot. He was grabbing the ball okay. and playing some wing. I mean, I I I really like the I really like Christian Wood's game, man. You you're thinking you, you're living off the uh, <laughs> the Cleveland Cavaliers. Uh, three three man big uh big court. That's what you're living off of. I just I just I, I just like the way he played. He's a, he's a power forward slash center. He's only six ten. Like I know he's big, but he he's a stretch. Like he 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 could play with an OB. You know what I'm saying? And like a real center. That's a real defense in my opinion. I don't know. I I, I really he grabs boards, man. He 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 gets he gets the points to go with it. Uh, he could hit the he could hit the three ball. Like yeah, he can he, do all he, that. He can do all he that. He stretches everything, player. dude. He stretches everything. That that's what we player. need with the players that we can't stretch, like an OB. See, here's the thing. Uh, this is going off tangent. If Christian Wood were to be here, I would see him playing the five next to Randall being the four to help sp- open the four for Randall. Honestly, if that were to happen, but I play center. If, I know he's playing if, but, center. But, but let's but but let's 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 keep on. Yeah, I know, I know, I know what you're going for. I know what you're yeah. going for. It's not, it's not too far out of the realm. He, he's, he's agile enough to be doing something like that from time to time. I want a death lineup, bro. I want my own death lineup. Like, why can't I have one? <laughs> like, every, like every team has one. Except very for few, like, very few and far between, my man. Very few yeah, and far between have that yeah, death yeah. lineup. But if it was for John, here's a scenario for John Wall, though. We would have to get John Wall back with a draft pick. For Randall and whatever else goes down there, Noel, whoever, uh, like we have to get a draft pick. We would absolutely have to get a draft pick. That's the scenario where I can tolerate John Wall, but I wouldn't even be happy with John Wall because I feel like once again, it's what are we warning from this season? Is it just a stopgap just to try to make the playoffs? Like I don't really, I'm not really too much of a fan with that. It, what are you gonna, what, what are you gonna do with it? What are you going to do? You're not going to make teams Exactly. So that's finals. where, like, I would rather, I, like, this is where I go back to saying I'd rather have IQ start and just see what, what we have in him and make evaluations off of him and everybody else on this damn team to before even doing that. Honestly, the ideal situation is he comes here, the Knicks are like, hey, you like what you did in Houston? You're doing it here too. Sit on the bench and we got to pick. <laughs> like, just because at this point, like, we need to know what we have out of these young players. It's, we already did this whole stint of just yeah, veterans here. And it's like, eh. Okay. We've done this before. We don't need like we don't need just a faux one year playoff run that goes what first round they gets an exit and then we're like back to square one with checking out the young guys. Nah, I, I I I'm over that. I'm over that stuff. So I'm not a fan of John Wall. Uh, I think that the only scenario would be like I said, we got a draft pick and return. It have to be some good compensation. You have to be moving a lot of contracts. If anything, if anything, here's a scenario. If anything, I need him to be the guy off the bench, playing the point guard role like Derrick Rose. Fifty mil off the bench, damn. I, I, I don't know. I just don't know if that's feasible. I know, but I'm just saying, like, honestly, <laughs> I'm not saying it's feasible. That's, you didn't, you didn't like ask if it was feasible. You didn't Yo, ask if it was feasible. Right, see, <laughs> you asked right, see, our producer, make a song called 50 million off the bench, bro." <laughs> 
I want to listen to that song. Oh my god, that thing will be popping. Um, <laughs> but no, you, you you didn't ask for a realistic scenario. You just asked for like what scenario? Yeah. That's the I scenario. feel you. Yeah, I feel you. I was I was giving my. We have to really stretch here to to find ways that would be happy with uh, Wall and team. I had basically dump fact. off every contract and give me give me a couple of, of random players like Wood and Gordon, and uh, I, I might be able to you know staple something together. That's a fact. But yeah. That's a fact. Wait, does, but you know what? Like doesn't look like we want him, man. Doesn't look like we want him. No, it doesn't. But you know what, John? It can't all be sunshines and rainbows with this conversation because now we got to discuss something where uh, we're at odds. We are we're at, at odds, odds, man. Well, I expect it from you. Yeah, I know you. You're, re- you're the resident Nets hater, man. If you're, if anyone out there is looking for a Brooklyn Nets hater, like, come find you know, you know. When like anything happens in the political world, and talk about your brother. You're talking about me. <laughs> and, and, and and anything political, both of you, man. And anything political happens, like people jump to like Fox News to see what you know what the angle is here, or they jump to like one of the you know the liberal network to see like what you know their their scenario is, MSNBC to see like what they're gonna go with. Like if you need if you something happens to the Nets and you want the negative take on it and why it sucks for the Nets, you know, call the Tratocaster one on one. He'll tell you why it's the worst deal for the Nets. And if you haven't guessed yet, it's on the latest trade because James Harden, man, had a fantastic game. Good morning, James Harden. Had a game, and now Nick's Twitter is up in a tizzy. And we're all like, Oh, the Nets, I can't believe the Nets lost a Harden trade twice. Oh my god, they stink. Can we just recollect for one second what the trade was? It was Ben Simmons, Seth Curry, Andre Drummond, an unprotected 2022 first-round pick, a protected 2027 first-round pick for James Harden and Paul Millsap. How on earth did the Nets lose that trade? Like I know as we stand, the Nets lost in the first round, and as we stand, the Phillies tied 2-2. I don't think Philly's going to win this series. So let's cap it at Philly won one more round than in my, in my scenario, won one That's more fair. round than the Nets because they're, they were playing the number one heat. You know what I'm saying? And, and Harden was only good when Embiid came. So the question is who won the trade as we speak right now? It's ridiculous to uh, try to see who won a trade, right? Three weeks into it. We realize that as basketball fans, but, but we need some right debates. Now, <laughs> so we need some debate, and like we need to know right now, as it stands, not for the full term future. Right now, as it stands, who won the trade? And I am one hundred percent going with Brooklyn. They, um, can you imagine what their team would look like without Andre Drummond in the? Re- they already have no center. Like without Andre Drummond, like Nick Claxton would be the legitimate starting center, and who would be up? <laughs> like that would be disgusting, man. I don't even know if they'd be allowed to play. If Andre Drummond wasn't the center, Lamarcus Aldridge, that was tough, man. And Seth Curry, uh, but without him, if you notice the the only games that Brooklyn was doing well in, Seth Curry was their only catalyst. He was killing it for them in the regular season. Then he got hurt, and they sucked. So had ankle surgery. Had ankle surgery after he came. He got hurt. It sucked, dude. And he came back. And he, I was tough on him because no, he no, got, he just had know, ankle surgery recently. Right now, he oh, just had ankle surgery. Oh yeah, yeah, he yeah. got hurt, dude. He was really badly hurt. I was, I was clowning him for a little bit because Brooklyn was literally like <laughs> searching for him on defense to to go at him, and so I was clowning him a little bit. But just based off that, 
I, I would say the Nets, the Nets won this trade. Did they still get the first round pick? You know, coming in right now from Philly, and I, I don't think they're going to use it. <laughs> I think they're going to trade it because you know the Nets are looking to rebuild her in the win now. But let me ask you this, man. Before I, I get your whole take on, on Philly side, before you know we go a little back and forth here, but would your mind? Would you? have thought this at all if Harden didn't win game, you know, didn't tie the series up right here because it was really because of Embiid. You know what I mean? Like, would you be, would you have been saying this if, if, if Miami was up three, one right now and you know, Embiid uh, had one game or like, are you just like, it's actually, but it's not yeah. even off the, I'm not even looking off the playoff experience that mm. Philly, I would say Philly won the trade. I will get it from the fact that Philly won the trade because they got rid of a guy who, and I'm looking at it from Ben Simmons because that's really where the asset comes from, right? Yeah, you got Seth Curry. That's a good player. Drummond, probably not going to resign with, with Brooklyn. He's going to go somewhere else. He was not playable uh, because he's a, he's really just a backup center, right? He's better at being a backup center in the playoffs. No, as Rosillo said, he is a regular season center. You need two types of centers on your team. You need a regular yeah, okay. season center and a playoff center. You, I think he's going to resign, bro. He was getting 2020. Like he's killing us. Like the Knicks games, he's winning important games. There was there was talks that the he grind. was there was talks that he probably wasn't going to resign with uh really Brooklyn right now. Yeah, they probably can't talks. afford him. They probably can't afford. He probably wants a crazy contract, right? But yeah, you can't, like, here's you can't give him like uh, you can't give him like a top three. Like he's not the big four. You know what I mean? You can't give him like it can't be KD, Kyrie, Simmons, Drummond in terms of contracts. You can't do it. You just can't. No, and, and here's the thing, right? I look at Brooklyn and. Yeah, I don't like Brooklyn. I don't like them because it's just all the clowning, all that stuff. But let's look at this team for a second. You will get the up and down this team. I know you don't. I know. I know. You're you're trying to be more realistic than I am. I know. I know what's going on here. I just like basketball. I just like basketball. I just like basketball. But I do hate James Harden. So there is that part of it. But here's the thing. I look at Brooklyn. Let's look at that roster construction outside of Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving. Who do you have? Seth Curry. Okay. So there's your three right there. The rest of the team is like. What? Okay, Claxton, Bruce well, Brown. Harris. They lost Harris. Harris, yes, Harris He's big is good for the too. Team. But that's it. That is legitimately it. They have no depth on that team. They, without that, tr- the first trade, when they traded for Harden, dumbest trade they did. You got rid of a legitimate top center in this league, I and Jared Allen. I, I you had agree. a good. You had Karis Levert that came off the bench. You, you you gutted the entire thing. You gutted it. One hundred percent on the first trade with the with, with for James Harden. It Terrible. was horrible. And, horrible. Then, and this is how I look at because I also I would trade that. all these guys for Jared Allen right now. Every, every single up for both these teams, both trades. I and, honestly, everyone for- and honestly, Torian Prince was pretty solid as a role player for yeah. Brooklyn. You see him getting good minutes in Minnesota. Yeah, so good. they traded all these guys to get what? Harden, who then wants out. And now you trade Harden. And now you get back a guy who we have no idea what's going on with. Legitimately have no idea. Has not played a single game of basketball this season. Is still on an extension. There's no guarantee that he's going to play next season. I, there is no guarantee. There's, he's going to play next season. There's none. But this guy has missed <laughs> he's two play next full season. Se- he, he's, you know, he's quit on the LSU team. He hasn't played. He didn't play first season with Philly. He missed this season, right? Missed this season. And I didn't like, you know, we thought, we thought that um, we thought that he because people were trying to act like he quit on Brooklyn this season, like he didn't come back. No, he, he was not ready to come back. So I don't even want to put that on him. 
but he just missed seasons. Whoa. He's injury prone. Whoa, whoa. If if honest to God, if the only thing from my perspective is this season was on him. But if you're telling me this season was not on him, then dude, my no, whole it was on him. No, 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 no. This season was uh, on him. I'm talking about towards. I'm talking, toward, I'm talking about towards the Nets, like when he was on the Nets, coming back for the playoffs. Yeah, then he was ready. Yeah, he wasn't ready. It, yeah, I agree, dude. Okay, from the Nets' perspective, he did nothing wrong once he came. He just was. He had, he had a back surgery. He has back problems, and he has the mental issues. Whatever. He wasn't ready with the Nets, so you can't find him for that. If you're gonna be mad about Ben Simmons not playing the first year of Philly, you have to be mad at Joel Embiid for not doing it too. But nobody's ever mad about that because Joel Embiid performed after. So because Joel Embiid continues to show up, improve his yeah. game, and we're talking about a guy who's yet to improve his game, has yes. rarely takes a jumper, yes. dwindles when it comes to the playoffs, has not made it out of the second round. We saw passes him layups, passes up a dunk, not even <laughs> yeah, a, yeah. a dunk, a legitimate yes. dunk, has sure. not done anything to help his team, but yet asking for more money, doing all these things. There's not even well, he got, he productive. signed he signed the extension. He didn't ask for more money. They offered it to him. No, 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 no. He wanted his money. I'm just saying he wants he wants yeah. the 20 million for this season, even though he didn't well, play. He, yeah, well, he's fighting for it. But that's that's off the field stuff, dude. James Harden wants 240 million dollars. He showed up for one game in two and a half years. He, he quit on two. Yet. He quit on two teams within an 80 games an 80 game stretch. He quit on two franchises, bro. And one of them literally gave him his life. Like Houston, like gave him everything. And then he went to his boys and then he quit on them. And then he just showed up for one and a half games in the playoffs right here in round two because Embiid came back and was a beast. Honestly to God, a beast. I'm the number one. Uh, I want to have uh, one of my really good friends. Uh, Andy, we have, uh, you know, back and forth going on for the past couple of years about DeAndre Ayton versus Joel Embiid. And my stance is not that DeAndre Ayton is better than Joel Embiid. The question that we had was, who would you rather have on your team now and going forward? And I always say DeAndre Ayton because Joel Embiid is never there. He's always injured. We know whether it's a trust the process the first year or whether he's injured every year, whether it's a freak accident. He's just never there. And it just doesn't work for me. So I would like DeAndre Ayton because he's always there and he could do, you know, 70% of Joel Embiid, let's say. You know, sometimes he can do 85% of Joel Embiid and he's always there. So that's kind of, that was kind of my, my whole like spiel on that a little bit. And why I'm on that tangent is because that's where I agree with you. Like Harden is, a, is at least around, right? You're saying Ben Simmons' whole thing, he's not playing. So like at least Harden is around. But dude, he's such a cancer to the team. If he, if he, like he's imploded franchises, like he imploded. Houston, and from your perspective, he imploded the Nets. If you're saying that the Nets lost he both trades, well, you're saying that they lost both trades. So, dude, this guy was a little. But I'm saying, but here, I'm saying they lost both trades because they had to give up assets for a guy they should have never given up assets for because they had a solid team to he, begin and with. And then he sucked. But then they traded him because from what he was what's, what's heard, he wanted to leave. It was, was also well, also it was between beef between him and Kyrie. That's what I'm saying. He wants to leave, bro. So this guy forces himself to the team, and within six months, he's out again. Like, what? Like, what? 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 What about this guy? Wants? But I don't you, blame. I don't blame. You gotta give him. That's I blame. I blame the Nets for saying, "Let's trust Kyrie and, K- and Katie to say, let's bring in Harden here and trade." Well, he everybody. forced himself. He forced himself there, man. He yeah, but it was always between. Nets. It was always between Philly and Brooklyn. If Brooklyn yes. decided to go out, if Brooklyn decided not to go in, the Tyrese Maxi, all that stuff, that's not being asked for. They're like, all right, you're the only one. Harden wants out of here. Here's Harden. But because Brooklyn wanted to get involved and did this trade, now Brooklyn gave up all the assets. 
Dude, now you do it. Now you're getting rid of a, of a guy off of one year. Makes no get, sense to me. Listen, man, Ben Simmons' contract runs out after what two or three more years. Uh, he, uh, he makes he makes he makes thirty five this year, thirty seven next year, and forty next year. Yes, yes. James but Harden the, but, is about to ba- get about to get two hundred forty million dollars, bro. Starting next year, he's about to get that. He's about to. Holy! Crap. Is it confirmed that he's going to get that contract? He declined it. Like uh like uh last year or in April. He declined two hundred thirty seven million. He wants more. Nuts. And Maybe he didn't want to be with Brooklyn. I mean, if he does a Noel thing where he gets screwed, fine, no problem. But dude, you're so there, he's about to get a John Wall contract right now from Philly. Because he won two playoff games. Like I, I I'd rather just give me Simmons, bro. Give me Simmons. Like, have him figure it out. I got the first round picks. Maybe I could trade him if he does okay. But honest to God, I think Ben Simmons that's is going to be really good. I think he's going to be really good. What, I, we've been I'm saying this for a Everyone's been saying no, he was this. Out all I year. Get that he's, he was out all year. I get that he's, he's an NBA year, All-Star. Bro. He missed a he's year. He's super talented. I get it. But one at year. some point, at some point, like, I get it. I get the whole intrigue in Ben Simmons. I get, I get it. One year. I get, he's I, acting like he's been gone forever. He's one year off. He had back issues and mental issues, bro. What else do you want? His brain was broken and his back was broken. Like, he took a year off. Okay, sounds good. You don't like that he sued back for his money? Okay, whatever. Like, he, what if he comes back after this one-year hiatus and he's just an, a, a three and I, I can't I, I can't say three. He's not going to be a three. A, 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 did, did you trigger yeah, people yeah. in there? No, he's, he's, he's shooting threes. He's a, he's, 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 not shooting threes. He's an A&D. <laughs> he's an assistant defender. An A&D <laughs> player. You know, an, an, an R. Sounds so gross. That, AD, yeah. that AD, sounds so ADR. wrong. He's an ADR player, right? Because oh uh, he gets some rebounds. And Kyrie's controlling the ball, and he's with Kevin Durant. Like, I don't know, man. Ben Simmons, Seth Curry, Kyrie, Kevin Durant, and a center? That's a real team. That's a real yeah, team if they team. have the money to do it, they, they don't have the money to do it. And they don't have the picks to go get. This is a terrible free agency picks, draft class. They got, they got a pick right here. To trade for, you need more, for who? Who are they getting? I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna roster construct the Nets. I hate them, but I'm just letting you know. I think they're in a good spot. I think. I think it's a good trade for them, man. I. I think Ben Simmons is going to be good. To be honest with you, I would rather be right now. I'd rather be the Nets than I'd rather be the 76ers. Oh, I'd rather be the 76ers, man. I know I have Maxi. I know I got Tybal chilling. I know you got Maxi. Is cool. You got Maxi. You got Embiid's t- never hurt. Embiid. You got Tobias Harris. James Harden, at minimum, is a playmaker that you can rely on. Okay, he that's hasn't been it. the same since the free throw. He could, you want to rely on James Harden? He quit on two franchises on a contract year. He's back with his boy Daryl Morey. <laughs> I'm just letting you know, man. On a contract year, he quit two times. That's all I'm gonna say. Uh, where is the reliability? He gets fat. He's getting fat, fat, fat suits. Like twice, uh, you know, for pregame and then like doing weird stuff. I don't know, man. I'm not, I'm not paying that guy $250 million personally. Like that's just, it's just not my, I'd rather pay Ben Simmons. And I'm not trusting Ben Simmons to be that guy to show up and I, be like, all right, cool. I'd rather give, I'd rather, uh, I'd rather than if, if you're giving me two options, you say you want to give $240 million to James Harden or you want to give $120 million to Ben Simmons and get Seth Curry, Andre Drummond and two picks. I'm taking that in a heartbeat. In a heartbeat. That 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 that's how I'm looking at it. 
And plus, he's just not the same player. If it was James Harden when he was getting those free throws from the Rockets. What if? What if he turns it around? What if he comes back? Because he was playing pretty well last season. That's, uh, he was playing pretty well last season. Listen, man, father, take it father, away uh, I don't think he played well last season. And I think father time and the way the way he obviously treats his He's body. 32. Yes. He was averaging 22 points. He still shot well uh, to a certain degree. It wasn't great like he has been in the past because it was on high volume. He was shooting below league average from three. Sure. He sucked ever since he quit on the Rockets, bro. Yeah. And he's working to get his way back in shape. And he did, he was in shape this season. If he comes back in shape next season and actually is willing to play, I'd take Off his him. contract, right? He's going to get, he's going to get $250 million and then he's going to start working out, right? I don't think anyone's that's, paying that's, $250 million to be okay. as a 33 year old player coming in. That's what I'm saying. That's what, that's what he's going to ask for. I don't think it's happening. Well, he has a player option this year, right? The 48 mil that he can just take. Pretty sure he does, yeah. <laughs> like obviously, that's what it, that's what it amounts to, dude. He's he's gonna make, he's gonna make John Wall money. I mean, John Wall's one year. This guy's about to take four or five years. That's all I'm saying. Five would be crazy. It'd probably be four, three in an option. But I don't know. I don't know. That, that's that's my take. That's my take on it, man. He even got a kicker for being traded. Like you think he didn't know that? You think he didn't know that he was about to get fifteen percent of his contract? Of course he did. He got traded, and he's of he's course he did. Trades. He, 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 he also didn't like me. the situation in Brooklyn. You force yourself, bro. You force yourself. Like you gotta, you gotta stick it out, dude. You gotta stick it out. You're ruining, you're ruining franchises. I don't know. For me, that, that's how I, 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 I look at trust. it. I look at it. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. You have more he trust than James Harden. He came into the season. He came into this, this season expecting to be playing with Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving. Kevin Durant misses time. Kyrie's not even here for the rest of the time. So now it's all on him. Sure, did, you could he say he, he's, he's used to that, but guess what? It's not a situation like for him in Houston where it was designed around him. This team wasn't even designed around him. So now uh-huh. you're asking him to go be out there with Nick, Nick Claxton, Bruce Brown, Joe Harris, and whoever else is on that team to go figure it out. When you're telling me Kyrie, who quit on the team, Kevin Durant can't stay healthy for an entire season now, and you're and you're saying James Hart is the bad guy? Yeah. I've... I, we legit had a guy who missed the entire season because he did not want to take a shot. <laughs> and I'm not talking about Ben Simmons. <laughs> I know, I know. That was I'm not defending it. I just I'm not defending Simmons's play. I just think I just I see more potential in him than no, I no, see. No, no, I'm not talking about him. He, I'm talking about Kyrie didn't want to take a shot. Oh you, yeah, to go play with to be on the nest, to be playing full uh, full season. You know? Two different shots that were missed. Whatever. I don't know, man. I don't feel I understand wanting to get out of the net situation because that didn't that organ does not look like it doesn't look like a healthy environment right now what it once was. So if Harden wanted to leave because it wasn't what he signed up for, I would want out too. I'm supposed to be playing next to Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving. And then if you hear rumors of Kyrie challenging James Harden, where it's like, bro, you're not even playing at all. You're only allowed to be a part-time player. But I'm here every single game playing. And he played every single game with the Brooklyn Nets when he was available. I would agree. I would I would agree with the Kyrie here, which but yeah. You're the That's newbie, my bro. You're the newbie. I feel I feel you, but you're the newbie. I mean, bro, you just forced yourself here. We just traded for everyone. Shut the hell up. 
We're about to try to pay you. How is he the newbie? He, uh, I guess, yeah. Kyrie was there for one more season before. Sure. Yeah. He chose here. It's just different. It's him, Kevin Durant's team. He chose here. They're, 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 they're about to pay some. But Kyrie, for him. but hold on, hold on, hold on. They're, hold on, they're hold on. lobbying the mayor for him. They're, every, everything is for him, man. He, he's allowed to put, you know, spray sage before the game. Like the franchise, to me, honestly, it's, it's the healthiest it's been in a long time, to be honest with you. From my I opinion, thought it was better with D-Lo and all of them. That honestly, if that team was still around, I would oh, like okay, watching that, that team. That's fair. That's fair. I, don't I like that fans. Team. I don't think they had fans, but as a basketball team, I agree with you. That's yeah, fair. no, healthy as a team, like yeah, I thought as a franchise. Like now they have like they have the confident coach, even though people are screaming at him and want him fired. At least he's confident, and you know he has some cachet. He, they, they still do have Kevin Durant, top five player, Kyrie, one of the best point guards, and they have some injuries. Like they're gonna build. Like they made this mistakes. is too much nice talk. I'm just saying, for, for my, I, I, I'm telling you, I don't like the Nets. I don't think they're going to do good. I just don't think they lost this trade. I hate Philly. I hate the Nets. This is way too much Nets talk. I hope they both do not succeed to the fullest extent. However, if you had to pick one of these two teams right now, I know obviously everyone picked Philly. They got the runner-up MVP. They, they have some nice rookies. I mean, they still have more of a team rounds. put together. They have more of a team put together. I think I would just. I think I would take. I, do, I think personally, I think I would just take the Nets. Personally, because I would you could do Philly, they have a, Yeah, you could do sure, something. I with, guess, yeah, but you have, yeah. but you have more of a complete team with Philly. At least with Harden, it's like even if you let him go, you still have picks for the future. You still have an MVP candidate and Joel Embiid. You still have a healthy roster that you can build off of. Remove Harden, you still have Tyrese Maxey. You can still bring yeah. back Tobias Harris. You still have yeah. all these other guys that you can just say, okay, you even got. Shake Milton on that team still? I forget if Shake's still on that team. Do you know? No, I don't think he is. Do you know when you know when they have uh charts, like for example, our video producer Greg knows uh about the Mets chart when it was going up and down, you know, it goes up and down for winning percentage. Uh like when they were down six one on that Braves. Team. <laughs> yes. When they were down six one and then they, you know, they came back to win the game and you just see the chart going like this. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's the chart for like the the James Harden, like, and, and Tobias Harris, like those types of players, their contracts, right? More, more Tobias Harris, where it's like Tobias Harris, either like, oh my God, this is the worst contract ever. I can't believe it. This is horrible. What team would ever pay him this much? Oh my God, Tobias Harris, the best player ever. He's killing it this series. Every team needs a Tobias Harris. Yeah. He, back I mean, down, like, okay, why the hell are you paying Tobias Harris $250 billion? Like it fluctuates by series to series, game by game. And that's why I, I'm not accusing you. But I fear, I fear that you're living in the moment with this trade. Nah. With this I don't, bet, with I, don't I don't, I don't look, I do not look at James Harden's Harden. playoff success. I do not look at his playoff yeah. success as the key factor for my analysis. It is here fair. today, gone tomorrow. That is James okay, Harden. That's fair. I, I can, fair. I can agree with you on that. All I'm saying is if you look at it from a holistic standpoint, if you remove James Harden, I'd still take the Philadelphia 76ers as a whole team to build off of in the future than what the Nets have outside of KD and Kyrie. And Seth Curry and Joe Harris. That's just me. That's just me. I think th- I, I think know. the Sixers have more depth, and it's showing right now. It's two two while the Nets got swept by the Brooklyn Celt- uh, Boston Celtics. It's <laughs> <laughs> fair. Uh, fair. But let's get on to the last topic, man. Good debate. Playoffs. What do you feel about, man? How are you feeling about these playoffs? Any, any games? Any games you want to highlight? We don't have to go all of them. Any games that you no. just want to highlight? I just think my philosophy for playoffs. Not hockey because now Pittsburgh's up seven two. 
award. Uh, <laughs> uh, my philosophy for NBA playoffs on at home, role players they thrive. It's been very apparent 100%. here, uh, especially in these playoffs. I think the Suns don't lose another game. Uh, I know I know Dallas took the two at home, which is nice, but I don't think Phoenix is going to lose again. To be honest with you, I really don't think the Heat are going to lose again either. But I know it's tough to close out in Philly, so I can see that going seven. Uh, what's going on with the Bucks game right now? Do you have the score? Uh, as of right now, the Bucks are. I'm I'm surprised that fresh. I'm surprised that they uh, they're losing. Uh, yeah, Bucks they, are they Bucks won. are winning seventy eight seventy right now uh, with a minute minute fifty left in the third. Yeah, so uh, honest, honest. I mean, the Golden State definitely not going to lose again. I think the Heat might uh, are going to have trouble closing it in Philly. Milwaukee really should not lose again. Phoenix definitely not going to lose in Phoenix. I could see them stealing. They have to steal one in Dallas if they want to be champions. You know what I mean? Yeah, that, that, I know. I know that that sounds very Stephen A. Well, it's two two. It's two, it's two two right now. No, but I'm saying they have like like. Oh, you mean with the sixth game in, in in Dallas? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like I, it's very Stephen A. Smith first takey of me, but like I need Phoenix to win on the road in Dallas for me to be confident about them winning the championship. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. They can't just yeah. lose to Luca at home. Be like, oh yeah, we just can't beat you know Bullock at home because he rains threes and Max Kleber. Like, come on, dude. Like, if you want to win this championship, if you want to actually get over the hump versus Milwaukee, I know you technically only have to win in Phoenix, you know, for the rest of, you know, the playoffs. But I don't know, dude. For me, I need Phoenix to win in Dallas. You know what I mean? Like, if, just let, like I don't care if Miami goes seven. That's not going to change anything. Uh, if Milwaukee goes seven, would it matter? Golden State's not going to lose again because Jaw's out. Yeah, but, no Jaw. Golden State is, is taking it home. Uh, For some reason, I, I feel like Phoenix has to prove it to me. I don't know why. Maybe because like nah, they still, that they didn't get off the hump last year, so I'm still looking for something to like prove to me that they can do it. You know what I mean? Yeah, I feel you on Phoenix. I agree with you. Warriors are not going to lose. No jaw. Warriors got this thing locked up. Jordan Poole looking nice though, right? Jordan Poole looking nice. Yeah, but as John as John Morant, <laughs> not not the biggest Jordan. All Poole right, fan. but we saw Ja. <laughs> There's an image of Ja grabbing Steph's. Cat. All right, let's relax on that. I know. Um, I know. I know. No, Jordan Poole is good, man, especially at home. I'm, I'm like, I don't have a problem with Jordan Poole. I don't think he's bad at all. I just think he's really good at home with Steph Curry. Like, it's just different, man. It's different. I hear you. It's different. I hear you. He's not. He's not a star. He's a, like. He's, he, he, I have a question. Do you think projected he's going to be better than Jordan Clarkson? Jordan Poole. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Like better than six man of the year. Like multiple yes. six man of the year. Okay, that's a high ceiling for me. Like that's that'd be crazy. Like I would be, I would be really, I would be wrong on Jordan Poole if he becomes better than Jordan Clarkson. If he's up to Jordan Clarkson, I'm like eh, just on par. You know what I mean? But if he's, he's better, better than, than Clarkson. him, that that for me, yeah. That, I watch that'd be, him. That would be a shock. I watch him. His playmaking is on another level. His scoring is on is on another level. Defensively, I think his instincts are better because Jordan Clark, Clarkson for uh, a good stint of his career and even to some extent. Can be a turnstile on defense. And he's not really that playmaker. He's just a really good go-to scorer. Like, oh my God, we have 20 seconds take left. Take over a game. We, we, not 20, we have like th- 10 seconds left on the clock. Who's going to take the shot? Give it to Clarkson. Jordan yeah. Poole can kind of do whatever you need of him. I look at him like that. Um, but yeah, Warriors going to win. For the Suns, 
I I agree with you. They got to prove something because it's now 2-2 in the series with Dallas. And Dallas is it's a weird design team. They don't really they're another team that doesn't have a lot of depth, but the role players are just playing above their heads right now, and that's why they're in it. Granted, Chris Paul got knocked got uh ejected yesterday from the game. So a guy gave or Dallas a, child? a little bit of an edge. Huh? A guy or a child? Like go on. It's a child. It's a little child. For what, what like are you 12, talking about? The guy that Chris Paul kicked out that was that put his hands on his mom. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Literal <laughs> child, which is nuts. Yes. <laughs> yeah, well, he shouldn't be touching family either. Like he's yeah, I know. It's it's not, the, the whole line. thing is crazy. The whole thing is crazy. That's that's crossing the line. Fans got to respect. Uh, got to respect other people, especially players' families. Um. So yeah, I agree with you on Phoenix, just because it's two two now. You gotta, of course, they're gonna win at home, but you gotta finish this game in six uh, in Dallas. For the Bucks, they should close the series up. Giannis is just otherworldly, man. Like, Your brother, my God, he's a beast. Love it. I love every. I would just love watching him play, man. He's just amazing. He is just Out. the fact that he has a jumper is just insanity at this point. That mid range, baby. Mid range wins championships. Mid range, mid range, and then the last one. I mean, Phoenix, Miami, that's going to be a gross series. I think that's going seven now. I don't even know. I don't know why, but I feel like it's going to go seven. I feel like things just turned with Embiid coming back. It looks like Jimmy is the only guy that's ready to play for Miami. But you don't know who's going to show up for either team at this point. That's why I think it's going to go seven. I think both teams are just really good at home right now is what we're seeing. Um, I mean, that's kind of how it's worked, so. We'll see what happens. Does Miami win Dallas, in seven? I think, da- I think Dallas is only good at home. Dallas has been good at home too, but I think I think Phoenix should be able to close it out. Chris Paul is going to be they have upset. To. They have to. They have to. But hey, man, I think that's a good. I think it's a good place to wrap it up. Yes, good sir. talk, good debates, good conversations. You know, good conversation on everything. But thank you for all of our listeners tuning besides in. The Ranger, besides the Ranger stuff, not a good conversation. Yeah, wow, I'm surprised you're still alive. Dude, seven well, two is tough. That is rough. Well, I mean, what was the score during the, before we started here? It was like it was like two one. Yeah, it started. I think it started at two one when we started. <laughs> this, has a, this has been a tough podcast. <laughs> but everyone, thank you for tuning in for another Knicks episode of the Knicks Jets Etc. podcast. You know what to do. Please make sure to subscribe. We're on all audio listening platforms. We're on Apple, Spotify, Google Play, Amazon, Alexa, Stitcher, you name it. We are there. If you listen to us on Spotify or Apple, please make sure to give us a five-star rating. And if you listen to us on Apple, please make sure to leave a comment. We're on YouTube. Knicks, comment, Jets, comment, ETC, period. Find the page, subscribe, hit that notification bell. That way you know when a new episode drops. When you watch a video, hit the like button, leave a comment, add to the conversation. But while you're also at the YouTube page, we got another podcast, Winning Picks Weekly. John, video producer Greg, Guy Chip Murphy. These guys go down every single sport betting odds that you guys need to place. Money line, over, under, prop bets. These guys got you covered for hockey. When I say hockey, I mean NHL, MLB, NBA, NFL. You want to do some March Madness? Wait until next season, they got you covered. But don't worry. You need to place some money on the line. These guys got you covered, but make sure to do so responsibly. And last and certainly not least, please make sure to follow us on all social media platforms, on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, you name it. We are there. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in for another Knicks episode of the Knicks, Jets, etc. podcast. We out. Let's go, Knicks. Watch me die at the Garden. Game five again. Goddamn, we better win. <laughs>